everyone. I'm Ian. And I'm Sam. And you're listening to Do I Like This, the podcast. Or I guess I should call this, uh, Do I Like This, the Blair Witch podcast this week. This week. This is the podcast where I bring Sam movies from my backlog wine cellar and detached boathouse that I love. Oh, boy. Usually. This time it was one that I was interested in watching because if you've listened, because obviously you have. On Monday, we released our mainstream monthly debut edition, watching the Blair Witch Project, which I had never seen. For my opinions on that, please listen to that episode. After watching it, I found out that in 2016, they did a true sequel, which was what we're talking about today, Blair Witch. I did try to watch a little of Blair Witch 2, but Sam had warned me it was one of the worst things ever. Unwatchable, right? Oh, it's beyond unwatchable. Yeah. I finished it last night, though. You did? I did. I wanted to see how bad it was. Garbage. 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 Wow. Don't watch that. And if you have alternative opinions, please tell us. We'd love to know what you see in this. I, from, from what I understand, most people do not have an alternative opinion. Oh, 60 seconds in film hell. I couldn't get over how tonally different that film was oh, yeah. trying to piggyback off something that was a cultural phenomenon. So listen, I, after watching this movie, um, I was reading some stuff about it because I was confused about something mm-hmm. and um, my worst feelings were confirmed, which we will get to. And I was reading, I guess there's a documentary about the Blair Witch Project in the Blair Witch universe um son of a bitch i'm sucked in already the creators say they reference i don't i think it's like a like a fake documentary Mm -hmm. about the blair witch project or maybe it's not i don't know they refer to the second movie as a movie within a movie so they're saying that the movie was made in the blair witch universe about the blair witch project movie if as if it were real and that movie it's like inception blair witch yeah beyond stupid let's just say that bust out my jump to conclusions matt and say that conclusion is dumb right so can we move on from yes we can that's 60 seconds ding we'll end that yeah um can i just say though ian was concerned that this movie wouldn't fit our criteria and so he watched it without me and Mm -hmm came to me and started to talk to me about it. And I stopped him. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't tell me about it. Let's use it for the podcast. Let's watch it again. Like, I'll watch it with you and we'll use it for the podcast. And he's like, well, it's it's a a B movie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you watched it. I didn't. I've watched this twice within two days, by the way. It's like, it fits the criteria of being, uh, you know, low budge kind of crap, whatever. And... I think you need to take kind of out of that sentence. Well, you know, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to too. that. Um, so I think it totally fits the criteria. It's not a brand new movie. It's to me is not a cult classic of any kind. It's not um it's not anything that is you know anything special. Let's be serious. And so it it definitely it, it fits the tone of a lot of the movies that you have shown me. Yeah. Especially some of the newer ones, like the like Devour that we watch, like stuff like that. It kind of fits in. Devour is 2005. It's not newer. Nope. I'm saying that <laughs> tone, 
where it's kind of teenagers fucking mm-hmm. around the horror stuff happens. So this sequel, I didn't even know existed until we talked about the movie. So we did, it's called Blair Witch. In 2016. I only knew about it because it came up on prime when I was trying to find where to watch the first one. I was like, Oh, and then I started reading it. I'm like, Oh, it's an actual sequel. Um, IMDB will tell you that after discovering a video showing what he believes to be his vanished sister, Heather, James and a group of friends head to the forest believed to be inhabited by the Blair witch. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, pretty much what it's about. Yeah. That's actually exactly what it's about. We will see you next week. Good job. Good job. I nailed it. Yep. Uh, so take it away. Yeah. So the first thing we get is just a title card saying this is found footage. Uh, it's all shot. It's all from memory cards and DV tapes, which is just old. Um, those little Did you, digital video tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Digital video tapes. They were cool for like a second and then they were gone. So we open on some found footage of screamy thunder shaky cam. There's a quick face in a mirror, and then the tape cuts out. So, as soon as as soon as this hit, it mm-hmm. was like like screamy. Like it was obvious from this moment that this was going to be very different from the original. Yes, it's way louder, shakier, screamier, darker. Yes, like just visually darker. Yeah, which is hard to do because the first one was basically black and white (laughs) yeah i I mean it takes it really takes some work to achieve this it wasn't black and white it was just washed out everything yeah so uh then we get this man james Mm -hmm. who is heather from the first film her little brother who we find out was four years old when she disappeared Mm mm-hmm and someone uploaded a video to YouTube of this tape that we just saw, the snippet. Um, it was found in the woods. And he says, that's my sister in the mirror. Like, I, I think that's her in the, like, you can see the snippet as someone's running by of a person in the mirror. I want to be very clear. It looks like a mud creature yeah. in the mirror. All you There's see are glowy n- eyes and stringy hair. There's no way you look at that with a reasonable mind and go, that's anything other than a nightmare. Right. I can understand why James, who's been holding out that family hope of she's survived, she's out there somewhere. And I can get that maybe he he wants to see it. So he's, he's believing it out of that desperation. Yeah. So this movie supposedly takes place in 2014. The tape is shot in mm-hmm. 2014. So that would make it 15 years later. Or well, actually longer than that because it came out in ninety nine, but it was it was supposed to have been shot ninety four. Like ninety four or yeah. something like that. So uh, like twenty years later. Point is, it's a long time. Yeah, and, it's been a while. And James is hyper focused on maybe Heather survived out there. And I'm like, for twenty years in the woods, James. I mean, I guess maybe then she would be a mud creature, and that's yeah, not too okay, sure. Unreasonable of him to think that's her. Right. So then uh, we get a little background on what's happening in this movie. And so we get Lisa, who's mm-hmm. like a film student, I guess. She's doing a documentary for a class project. It's starring James. And the concept is her documenting his search for his sister and kind of like the futility of it. But she doesn't really give him that. Like She, she kind of doesn't 
tell him that part of it. You know what I mean? My first thought on this was, these people fucking vanished in this reality. You know it's going to end up going back in the Blair Witch Woods. Why would you choose this as your documentary project? Like, that's absolute insanity. I think because they got some crushes on each other. Well, yeah, but maybe just be like, hey, I got a crush on you. Don't take me into haunted places. But it also later becomes a thing that she's kind of exploiting the fame not really fame but exploiting that this is a kind of a big deal yeah so then that's just a, a yeah. poor choice on her her behalf yeah she's kind of a dick as we will see later just in like small little moments mm -hmm. um so she's showing james the cameras they're going to be using when they all go out and they're i thought they were bluetooth earpieces when i had walked in on ian watching it the night before I said, what are those? Why is everyone wearing a stupid Bluetooth? Those big old fat ones from yeah. the mid-2000s? He's like, no, no, those are the cameras. So the cameras are little Bluetooth earpieces that just look where you're looking, basically. Yeah. They have built-in GPS, which I thought was a good thing to which throw out there. Which I thought was going to be a thing. So this yeah. brings me up to a point. Not I'm a not going to go too deep. We'll get there when it comes. But there are so many things they mm -hmm. set up in this movie that they just abandon. Yeah. Well, it's probably one of those things where, you know, when you're doing found footage, you just shoot a ton and you just chop it all together. Oh, man. And so, so I, many things annoyed me. I assume that, that that was left on the floor. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this movie was shot so much where you film a ton and chop it together. I think it was less. Definitely less than the original. Oh, far. I mean, yeah, of course. The original. We, we will talk about the differences. Yeah. There are many. To that point, like, I thought there was going to be GPS. It was a great kind of little subtle note. Mm -hmm. And they have a couple few, like, they talk about the batteries and having to change them out yes. and the memory cards all yep. the time. And these things that just, you're like, oh, what kind of chaos or confusion is this going to cause? None. It's just not going to well, come back. No, I don't, I don't think they did that. I think it was just more of a reality thing. Because I know for me, when I'm watching stuff, I'm like, oh, come on the batteries wouldn't still be lasting at this point. Oh, come on. They wouldn't still like, there's not enough memory on them on a memory card from to have been filming this whole time. So I like touches like that where it's like, Oh, hold on. Let me change out your memory card real quick. Let me charge that for you real quick. I do. But I just thought in a film like this, specifically knowing how the first film worked and what you could play off of, I thought they were just using those smart little small touches to set up Oh, what I get what you're saying. Intelligent mm -hmm. moments of terror and panic when they fail, right? And I think it was just a missed opportunity. Oh, a million percent, I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So now we get Lisa. She's sitting and she's reading some narration for her documentary, and this is oh, just our backstory that mm -hmm. we're getting. So she's talking about how James was four when Heather disappeared. Uh, and then the first movie comes out, and then we get like a quick flashback of all the search parties yep. in the Blair Witch Woods. Uh, no one found anything. They didn't find a house. They didn't find anybody. They didn't find anything except for this footage. And then we get a shot of James and he's a paramedic. Mm -hmm. He's like outside his ambulance with his little suit on, which they use at one point very quickly, but I feel like it could have been used more or better. Yeah, you know it, it, they use basic first aid knowledge, which you don't have to be a paramedic to yeah, use. Yeah, and and to me, setting that up at the beginning, you're like, oh, something's going to happen that requires a paramedic to yes. be involved. 
So then we're getting interviews with the people who are going to be on the trip with us. So we have Peter. My favorite character He's my in the favorite movie. too. Peter, Love who's Peter. Uh, James. I want to keep calling him Justin. James's best friend. Mm-hmm. He's known him since they were kids. Then we have a shot of Peter and James playing video game together. And they're just kind of setting up. You know, oh, we, we've been talking to the guy who uploaded the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go out into the woods. We're going to meet up with this guy. He's going to tell us where to go, where he found the video, and blah, 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 blah. This is where we get a shot of James. He's talking about his sister. And I wrote, wait, does he really think Heather's alive? Because he says it a few times, like, yeah. if she's out there. Like, what do you mean if she's out there? If she's out there 20 years later... She's a feral person and she's not going to want to see you. But she's also fucking dead, dude. Like she's not yeah. out there 20 years later. If she's out there 20 years later, the nightmare she has lived through. Well, if she's out there 20 years later, it's because she's a ghost. Also and true. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what are you trying to find her bones? Like that's why I wasn't sure because I thought, oh, maybe he thinks, oh, I'll find her body. I can put her to rest. And yet he. But that's not what he was saying. No. And he bases it all off an image of a, a moving figure. So it really challenges my suspension of disbelief when yes. characters make such illogical decisions as yes. your basic premise. If it was like five years later or even like two years later. If it two was years like later, no problem. Two years later, then I could be like, okay, maybe someone's holding her in a basement somewhere. Five years yep. later, I'd be like, mm, James, come on, dude. Yeah, this but, is a Kimmy Schmidt. Come on. But exactly. But some sometimes there is a Kimmy Schmidt situation. Um, and so maybe. But, but 20, 20 years, years. I mean, listen. I'm no sure. Sign. I'm sure that that it has happened. Actually, I know that it has happened where a person has been kidnapped and held somewhere for 20 years. However. This, you know that this is not the case, dude. Yeah. You know it. You have to know it. And so that part to me made him kind of unlikable because I thought he was an idiot. I, thought he I was mean, an I idiot. thought he was a. So he's the main character. Well, all right. I guess he and Lisa are co main characters in this movie. Uh, she, but she's barely yeah. featured until the end. All right. So James is your main character. James is the main character. Character I could do with the least in this. Like, if you had to cut a character from this movie, I would cut James. He's yeah, the he first really, one I cut because he's so uninteresting. He adds nothing to it. And it's nothing against the actor. Yeah. Like, serviceable. Nothing wrong with his performance. But he's so unnecessary in this mm-hmm. film that yeah, he his only function is to say, I'm the brother of the Blair Witch Project person tie this movie together he actually has two main functions he has that and then his other function is to sprint into the woods at night when he hears someone screaming irrationally many times sprinting off into the middle of nowhere james we gotta talk about your your decision making as a paramedic into the danger listen i get that as a first responder that that's your first instinct except when you're in the woods with people who are relying upon you and And you run away and clear supernatural forces are at work yeah, and things are coming at you like a bag of dicks. Oh. So now we're at the loudest fucking dance party ever. Wow. And everyone's wearing their earpiece cameras because sure, why not? I actually wrote the same thing. I was like, this club was cool with that. Yeah, so they are at a club. This movie is annoying because we have a sleeping child upstairs. And oh. so we have it turned up because it's really low. And all of a sudden it's just screaming, yelling, thumping, smashing. And I'm like, oh my glob 
please. I please took the time to write down whoever did the sound levels in this film should pay back their salary. Because it wasn't like a normal, you know, uptick in noise. No. Be, oh, you're moving from one place to the other. The music is on, whatever. No. It went from like, I'm not even as loud as it is because my kid is sleeping upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I was more anxious in this movie about if the sound levels were going right. to spike than the anxiety the film was trying to create. With I tension. kept shushing the TV. I would go, <laughs> shush, 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 shush. And then Ian would have to pull out the, the remote and start turning it down. No. And it's a good thing I'd watched this the night before because there's a point, I won't do any spoilers in the, this early podcast, but there's a point where I look at Sam and I'm like, are you good with closed captioning at this point? And she's like, why? I'm like, because the rest of the film's about to pop off on volume, so yeah. I have to turn it down to like five. And I'm cool with the volume like that. Yeah. But it's so inconsistent and so vastly different from scene to scene that it was even if I didn't have a sleeping kid upstairs, I would have been incredibly irritated by yeah. it. I don't need it to sound like the plane's actually landing suddenly in Correct. my house. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. So everybody's wearing their cameras in the dance club. They're getting wasted. We have Peter and his girlfriend, Ashley, who's also going on the trip. Mm-hmm. And so Ashley has also known James for a very long time. Apparently, they all mm -hmm. grew up together. I don't know. We don't really get a whole lot more than that. It's just them and Lisa. James isn't there, I don't think. I didn't see him. Because they're sitting at a table, the three of them. And Peter and Ashley are saying to Lisa, why don't you just go out into the woods with him? Why do you have to record it as a documentary? Don't you think it's kind of fucked up? So... Peter's telling Lisa, listen, why don't you just go out and record it like he wants you to and just no, don't use this for your film. Right. And can you just promise us that? And Lisa does the whole like she looks in his face like, I really want to. But if something comes up, it's too important. And Peter's like, fuck you. Well, and she says, like, I know some people think it's exploiting his story. Yes. But yeah. and then Peter and Ashley are like, well, you are. And she's 100%. like, well, like she knows, mm -hmm. but she can't help herself. Yes. You know what I mean? It's almost like those, uh, like the people who are really like investigative journalists who can't help, but, you know, remove all empathy from what they're doing, which, you know, can be really effective in some ways. But when it, when it's this sort of thing, like where she has, it seems like she has like a personal relationship yeah. with James, like their potential, potential boyfriend girlfriend situation it's it's really kind of they're saying to her like it's kind of a betrayal for you to do what you're doing you're really gonna just be like putting all of his pain and anguish and suffering because they all know that heather's yeah. not out there oh they all absolutely. know it they're all like this is bullshit but we're doing it because we love him yeah and you're gonna film it and like film the futility of this whole situation that's kind of messed up and she's like yeah well meh, meh, meh. yeah well bitch, cheers yeah yeah um real quick um can you just promise me that if any of your friends have a haunted messed up missing sibling 20 years later situation that we cannot go with them into the woods oh yeah i'm cool with that all right thank god because <laughs> seriously i know you love your buddy but like, how did they think this um, this was going to make it better? Well, I think, well, we also, we see that Peter does not believe in any of the supernatural stuff yeah. at all. He he literally laughs at it. Like, he just can't be bothered. He's only there for his buddy. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why he's going into the woods. I don't think any of them really think that there's a supernatural aspect to it. Well, I guess, sorry, let me rephrase my question um, because you're right on that. My thought was as these friends, other than Lisa, who sees an opportunity and she's like, I'm exploiting it. How do Ashley and Peter look at this and go, all right, following him into the woods, continuing to feed this. It's called enabling and continuing to enable this. People who love each other tend to do it, Mm -hmm. not really recognizing the toxicity of it, unfortunately. And maybe this is one, I guess the only way this makes sense to me is if, James has always been keeping tabs on this, but has never made a big deal of it until now with this video. And he's like, guys, something's finally come through. I need you to support me on this. And they're like, okay, right. I guess that would make sense. I think that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So then we're doing the next morning where they all have a hangover, which is basically what happens in the first movie. Uh. <laughs> And then they're playing with a drone in the parking lot. And this is just setting up that they have a drone. This is setting up they have a drone that's going to get broken. Like, Well, it's setting up that they have a drone. And I turn to Ian and I go, ooh, that's going to be fun, right? And he just shakes his head at me like, no, it's not. And I was like, god damn it. <laughs> you know, we did a good job overall, though, having me seen this prior not really like ruining anything. Well, you had started to tell me a lot about it before I cut yeah. you off and was like, wait, 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 can we just watch it? Yeah. And then we can just do it for the podcast because we just did the Blair Witch for the Monday episode. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess so. So I went into it knowing a little bit about what was mm-hmm. going on. Like the ending. <laughs> like the ending? Yeah, I told oh, you about the right, ending. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah. yeah, but it, you know what? It wasn't a surprise. You no, didn't, You no. didn't ruin anything for me, unfortunately. We'll get to that fucking stupid ass ending. Cut that out. So let's just fast forward a bunch. Yeah. So there's, they have lots of clips of lots of dumb stuff, people sleeping, hotel shenanigans, just like the first movie. A lot of driving. One of the things that we see is that when the walkie talkies get close to each other, they make like a screeching noise, mm-hmm. like a yep. kind of noise. You don't have to leave that. Make a really loud noise that's pretty creepy. And I was like, oh, that's going to come back later. And it does very briefly. Um, lots of driving. And that's why I wrote, is this birdemic? So much driving. This felt like houses October built level of driving. Oh, God. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. No, I'm not saying houses of houses October built is stupid. but No, I, we enjoyed the first one. Like, it wasn't great. But, you know, we enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of it until the end. And then it turned real dumb. But that's a whole other movie. Did you see the sequel with me? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So then, you know, it gets dumber. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So then they're going to see the person who posted the YouTube video. It is Darknet666, which turns out to be two people. Talia, who's a lady, and Lane, who's a guy. So the house has some Confederate flags hanging around gross peter and ashley have appropriate reactions throughout all of this so peter's my favorite because i just like his character and also because i think he's the best actor he's a good actor he's fine yeah because his he has good comedic timing he has good like Mm -hmm. physical acting like he doesn't have to speak in order to convey the feeling that he has he kind of just has a look or body language or something and you know what's going on i believe they call him chops yeah he's got some chops on chops So they're appropriately grossed out by the Confederate flags, as we hope you are. Uh, I feel like James under 
reacts to it and the impact that would be having on his best friend? I think he's sort of just trying to get in, get the information and get out is, is the vibe well, I was getting. We'll talk in a second once we get to the moment. So the two people, they're, they're super excited to meet these uh, fellow Blair Witcher. Blair yeah. So he quote, Lane says, like-minded investigators who are into the Blair Witch. And they, he, this guy Lane pulls out a camera and starts videotaping James and his crew. James and his crew are videotaping Lane. So we're getting both videos. So at this point, we're setting up that we have Lane video and we have James video. Like James's team video. Now, if they just had a movie to film. <laughs> so then uh, they're kind of interviewing each other. Oh, it's so You know, weird. they're like asking, James is asking Lane questions and then Lane is asking James questions. And it was just very bizarre. It was very awkward. They'll have a couple different scenes like that um, when they're at tents later on that it just is weird. It's very weird. Yeah. So James says, all right, could you show us on a map where you found the tapes? That would be awesome. Yay. I mean, that's the whole premise of them coming to this visit. Yeah. Right. And then Lane says, well, actually, uh, you have to take us with you. Obviously. We're not going to show you where they are uh, unless you take us with you and we will show you face to face. Otherwise, like my, my thought on this was, okay. If he was going to just tell you, he would have sent you an email with, like, coordinates. Right. Such an easier thing to have done. And also, did you just think to ask, like, hey, can you email me the coordinates of where you found this? No, dude. No, so, no, I'm going to drive down and find you. So James and his Kermit crew voice. take a moment to go outside and discuss this. And Peter's like, fuck no. Yeah, no, fuck I love the timing. Ready? You no. want to do this? I'll be James. You be Peter. So, James, do you think Nope. We... Yeah. That was so, so good. <laughs> Peter nailed that line so well. I laughed and I was like, yes, correct, Peter. You are absolutely correct. This, yeah. These people are terrible. Don't bring them. And so James wants to say yes, but he's kind of like, Ugh. and so Peter's like, oh, fine. This fine. is what bothered me where, where he was kind of pressuring him in a way that I felt uncomfortable in a friendship. Like, well, I think that's a boundary. I mean, I like, don't think, listen, it's his sister. And so if you're already this far and you. Why not bring some redneck racist? Like, come on, just. Do this for me, buddy. All right, fine. It's Peter's a trooper. He really is. So then this is where we get the loudest sounds in the movie. This is where we get our Bloody Bill soundtrack. Oh, my God. Actually, Bloody Bill soundtrack was better than this. It goes from just people wow. talking to all of a sudden screaming death metal, screaming louder. Wow. It sounded like I was in a movie theater. It was all around me. It was horrible. It was horrible. I was it just was... thinking what it must have been like if you were a person in a car with a volume that high, like how miserable listening to that would be. Your Even if you eyes like it. would be vibrating. Yeah. That, they probably pissed off the Blair Witch just with that music. Uh, at that point, I got irritated. Actually, it was funny because the night before when mm -hmm. you were watching the movie, <laughs> I, I was in the next room and that scene came on. And I ran in. I was like, what the fuck is that? Turn it down. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I know. It was so loud. I was like in the other room and it sounded like it was in the room with me. It, so, was, it is so, yeah. Yeah. So, so when bad. it happened, I was like, oh, I recognize this and I'm just as mad. <laughs> yes. It's it's awful. So they're arriving at the entrance to the woods. They took two cars. The terrible music was in our rednecks car. Of course. 
So then they start walking into the woods and Peter is just making fun of the Blair Witch lore. He's making fun of the rock piles. Lane is like, it's all real. You're not from around here. You don't know. This area has a history of things that no one wants to talk about. And in my head, I was like, a lot of places have history of things that no one wants to talk about. That's kind of what Peter's point was. Peter's like, someone's died everywhere. It's every footstep in the world haunted. I was like, I get where you're coming from. I understand your skepticism. So Natalia, who's the Lane's partner, the other one, she starts telling the... This is where we get a bunch of the, like, backstory of stuff. It's, oh, God. Oh, it gets dumped. And when we get exposition, it's dumps of exposition. Yeah. Where we had to pause a couple times. Because you'd be like, hold on. That was a lot in, like, a minute. So if you recall from the first Blair Witch movie, the Blair Witch Project, um, the serial killer who made people stand in the corners, Mm -hmm. who killed the little kids, his name was Rustin Parr. So Talia's telling the Rustin Parr story. He said he heard a voice of a woman telling him to kill the kids. They're, so they're adding to the lore mm-hmm. that is already existing. They also say that there's a bunch of tunnels underneath the house that led to nowhere. And the house burned down. And so I'm pretty sure none of that was in the first one, right? I don't remember any of the, that. None of that came up with the first yeah, one. that's what the I The tunnels thing annoys me. I feel oh, like so when dumb. we get to it, we'll get to it. But it feels like it came up with an idea and they force it into the story. Yes, absolutely. Because it's not needed. Yep. And so this is setting up like, oh, he heard a woman's voice. This is setting up that the Blair Witch is controlling all mm-hmm. of the bad activity. Uh, all of the bad stuff that happens. And so they kind of set that up in the first one a little bit, but this one is going all in and it gets real weird. Yeah. Er. So then we get to um, a fence and Lane says it marks the boundary of the Black Hills woods, which is where the Blair Witch is. Mm-hmm. And he says something creepy about the woods. Oh, you have uh, the- someone goes, are we trespassing? And he goes, no one, no one will care. No one trespass. living will no care one living. or something like that. And then everyone starts laughing at him and he's like, Hurr. but Peter's laughing in his face. Dude. Everyone else is trying to stifle a laugh and Peter is straight up laughing in his face. I mean, and that's Ashley, the least you get for your Confederate flag bullshit. That's true. Ashley steps in front of him and is like, dude. We don't need piss these off people. These rednecks. We don't know what they can do, and we need. Well, them. so the the Lane and Talia have basically said, "Hey, we'll we know these woods. We've been out here before. Mm-hmm. We've stayed out here. Whatever. We we're in them all the time." Uh, so James's team is relying on them to lead them in and out of the woods. Yeah. that's kind of the deal here. They are the Heather in this movie. <laughs> Less annoying, though. So then we get to this tree that is all fucked up. One and, of the few things I liked in this movie. Yeah, and it had been struck by lightning. Uh, Tali is like, oh, sometimes when lightning strikes a tree, it goes down into the roots and you get all these like, marks on it. It burns from the, gr- the, the roots up, yeah. Right. This is where they found the DV tape where the clip was uploaded to YouTube. So Lane says... The whole tape was messed up except for that one, like, two-second clip. Mm-hmm. We had to dig them out from the bottom of the tree, from the base of the tree. And they were, like, halfway buried. And so I turned to Ian. I was like, um, how did you even know there were tapes there? 
I was going to say, let's do a quick check-in. At this point, Sam, what was your vibe in this movie, and what did you think was going to happen? Oh, so at this point, I I was like, Ian, they're the bad guys. Like, they're yeah. fucking with them. They made the tape. They are involved. 100%. Same feeling. They're the people who are like contriving this whole thing. I don't know if this movie is going to wind up having any actual Blair Witch in it or if this movie is just going to be these two fucking with everybody. So you haven't seen it and you probably won't ever. There's a series, the Hell House movies, Hell House LLC. And there's this whole concept of this is a haunted place. I'm not, this is a very generalized version of this movie. So please don't yell at me and be like, you're gonna get all the details right. I know the details. I'm just truncating it. But people who die there, then are you know they go to hell and their spirits wander out to attract more people there to be damned and become victims so this kind of reminded me like the, were these two like part of the Blair Witch going out and bringing people back in I got a cool vibe from that and I was like oh but then I realized that's way too cool for this movie I was just gonna say if that were the case I would have liked the movie yeah it's a cooler idea but it's not So, yeah, so I wrote, hmm, 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 <laughs> hmm, 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 I wonder what's happening here. So it turns out that I'm like, kind of right, but not really right at all, but kind of right. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in your the, instincts I'm, triggered correctly, though. I'm in the, the general vicinity of right. Let's just say that. So then we get to a lake or a river stream. It's a stream. Ocean. Damn, I'm just gonna name bodies right. of water. All right, <laughs> so now we get some footage of a stream. They're walking. Talia talks about a girl falling into the water. An arm pulled her in. Never uh, found her body. Right, which was said in the first one. I'm pretty sure something to that effect. Okay. So then we get a stream crossing. Another parallel to the first movie. All Are I you catching on of... yet that they're basically remaking? Yeah, the first oh, they were movie? remaking the first movie. This movie made me really appreciate a lot of s the stuff that was done in the first movie mm -hmm. because, yes, it was lots of dicking around in the woods, but you had more tension. Oh, like when they were crossing percent. the stream, you were invested on whether or not they were going to fall in, whatever, for me anyway. And, and listen, I don't want to watch a fucking video of people crossing a stream all day. And I, there was too much of it in the Blair Witch Project movie. But watching these people cross a stream, I was like, I would rather watch the Blair Witch Project crossing a stream on that log all day long. I thought it was way more fun. It was way more interesting. I agree. So at this point, they're still crossing the stream. And all I could think of was like, I got Oregon Trail feelings because, you know, I grew up playing that game. And I was like... Oh man, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose an ox in here, and sure enough, Ashley gets a foot injury. Yeah, so they're walking across the stream without their shoes on, presumably so that their shoes don't get wet, which is smart, I guess. Um, but she cuts her foot pretty badly on a rock, and and I thought it was funny because right before she gets hurt, the the camera is zooming in on James's first aid kit, and I was yeah. like. Oh, hmm, I wonder what's about to happen right now. Oh, there we go. Ashley gets wounded. Yeah. And they get to the other side. And tell me if you didn't have the same feeling. James is looking at her foot. and He's like, oh, it's not bad at all. It's a giant gash. It's a huge. In the bottom of her foot. Open huge wound. Open in, wound. Yeah. First of all, bottom of your foot yeah. on a hike. 
dead middle too. Like not to the side where you can play, maybe lean against it. Nope. Dead middle of your foot on a hike. Uh, not a great paramedic, James. <laughs> no. Because he's like, well, it's not that bad. We'll just bandage it up. It'll, It'll be butterfly fine. Butterfly band-aid, we'll a little gauze, you're good. I'm sure it, it maybe it didn't need stitches, but it definitely didn't need her to be walking on it in no. sweaty socks it for to be two elevated days. Elevated and rest, plus. like one hundred and one. It was pretty stupid. Um, there's lots of zooming in on the open, gaping, bleeding wound. Lisa, and so this is where we see a little bit of Lisa's personality. She mm-hmm. has her camera and she's zooming in because she has a handheld camera yep. in addition to all the headpiece cameras. She's like zooming in on the wound and Peter's like, hey, go grab bandages. And she keeps yeah, having her camera focus. And he's like, dude, put down the fucking camera and go get bandages. Yep. And she's like, oh, oh, uh, okay. And she like reluctantly puts her camera down. And it's like, that's an insight into her personality. You see what her priority is here. Right. It's her priority is, is not the humanity. It's the, you know, the drama. Yeah. Uh, so then Lane is also trying to get in her face with his camera and Peter like loses his shit. Yeah. We get a continued escalation of their tension between the two. Right. Luckily, it never turns racist, aside from that Confederate flag at the beginning. Because I was I'd... so thankful, because I got a little nervous. Yeah, I was too. Start. I was like, oh, God, come on, dude. Please don't do don't this. Don't do this to us. Yeah. And here's where I wrote, no way she's hiking on that. Yeah. I also no wrote way. the same thing. There's no way that she can continue hiking on that foot. Yeah. But she does, as though it's not a thing. So then we cut to probably the funniest scene in the movie. Yes, a million percent. They are in a clearing, a perfect clearing with some logs mm-hmm. for them to sit on. It kind of looks like a campsite. Looks like a perfect, beautiful, It has up that campsite. kind of like, you know, it reminds me of from where we lived last few years, like the New Hampshire parks, like where you go off and like, oh, here's a nice little, little rest spot. It looks like any state park, any park, anything where you have the little opening into the clearing for your campsite. Mm-hmm. It's like perfectly round. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well so kept. Yeah. Right in the middle of the Blair Witch Woods. woods. Hmm, weird. So they're setting up their tents. And Peter, here I wrote, Peter is Ian. Yeah, I wrote, <laughs> this is me setting up a tent. <laughs> he cannot do it. He's having no. the hardest time. Ashley's trying to help him. He's like, I got it. This and is bent. No, it's not bent. And the, the tent pole is bent and he's like, I can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like totally clueless and everyone's laughing, like stifling a laugh. And he's just losing he's his like mind. slamming it around. For those of you, you know, pretty much everyone out there who's listening to this so that isn't friends and family, I may seem put together on this podcast at times, but when it comes to putting stuff together, mm. I need help. And you refuse to ask I built for a it. chair, though, this past week. I built a new computer chair. I was very proud of myself. Although, I actually built it wrong. I put the arms on backwards, and I had to t- go through the whole process <laughs> of putting, taking them back off and putting them back on at the end, and it was not easy. I got so annoyed at myself when I got to the end, and I turned over the chair, and they were backwards. I was like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. So then we're uh, getting some footage of the drone going up. And the drone like doesn't go that far up. It doesn't go above the tree line. It's kind of silly. Yeah, that drone has no range. Ian said to me, what is the point of this? Because it's just the drone going up in some trees. And I said, the only thing I can think of is that it's just trying to show you how vast these woods are. They go on forever. And that makes sense. Yeah. Which kind of... 
was to me like one of the creepiest parts of like oh my god lost in these fucking woods like you're never gonna find your way out oh yeah no now uh it's campfire time and we're getting lots of close-ups of hot dogs and flames and some dick jokes so this fire is a bonfire anyone who has had a campfire it's not supposed to be like five foot flames in the air that you're cooking on uh then we get some ghost story times the uh expo dump yeah so this is where we get the the blair witch thing i don't ellie kemper no that's not her name that's kimmy schmidt <laughs> wow wow no her name is ellie Kem- it's like kenwood or something like something it really, with a K. i don't care enough to right. find it she's like accused of being a witch way back in the day uh they put her out in the woods and weighed her arms and legs down with rocks they left her there they came back a bunch of time later and her body was gone and then all of a sudden all the people who accused her of being a witch started to disappear yep as they do when witches get mad yeah and so tali is telling the story and she's like telling this whole you know in-depth whatever and then lane goes i just want to add and then starts doing <laughs> A full-on lecture, according to a book published in 1629, or I don't even know. 1809. I don't know. I just made that up. But might as well be. He just goes on and on and on. I just wanted to add, in a book published. All I wrote was. was, very funny. I wrote, calm down, Darknet 666. Yeah. So this is where he's talking about her arms and legs were tied to the rocks. And they left her to die, like, on a medieval torture rack kind of so situation. So she was strung to a tree and exposed, yeah. and then her arms and legs were weighed down with the... Yeah. yeah. So then he basically gives a Medusa backstory where he says, yes. if you look at her, the Blair Witch, you'll die. And he says, that's why they're all in the corners. You and I was like, wait. so mad. Wait. They're in the corners. They didn't... Wasn't the first one Russ, Russ and Parr just didn't want them to look at it. Right. He didn't want them to like look because he called them like, oh, no, I'm thinking of an actual serial killer who called them angels. <laughs> but it had been established in the first one that it was a reason from him. Right. Not anything to do with the witch. Yeah, but maybe I the guess maybe. lady talking to him told him that. I don't know. I feel but like they're retconning. They are retconning so everything. That's actually exactly what I said to you. I said they're totally retconning the whole Rustin Parr thing. They're saying, oh, they face them to the wall because because if you look at her, you die. And I'm like, well, but isn't that the fucking point? Why would she want them facing the wall? Right? She wants them to die. So my thought on this, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know a little bit about the very end skip ahead a few minutes they're really doing this just because someone was like we need to have an excuse at the end for them to have a way to try to make it look like they might have an answer against her right the whole reason for this this is stupid very contrived so a lot of this backstory is contrived to set up the last 10 minutes specific situations to put them in yeah and it doesn't work at all because it's very obvious as they're telling the story. I'm like, oh, so at the end, they're going to have to like be in a corner and try not to look at her. Is that what's happening? Oh, wait, weird spoiler. That's exactly what's that's happening. the ending of the movie. Yep. Pretty much. It gets, we'll, we'll explain it better than that. Um, I feel like that kind of nails it. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> so then Peter says, listen, motherfuckers, I was in these woods after Heather disappeared searching with all these people. Nothing got me. And then Lane says, 
maybe it did. You're back, right? And I was like, ooh. ooh that was actually That a was good, a good line. A I like that. Yeah. Then Lane says, well, maybe it has to be nighttime for her to get you. And that's when James's party is like, yeah, but you're still alive, right? Like what? Yeah. How come you haven't died? You've been out here a million times. And Lane and Talia kind of look at each other like, oh, yeah, totally. And I'm like, oh, they're fucking lying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you knew they were liars right. from the get go. And then Lane says something to the effect of like, well, maybe she's using us to get to you. Ha 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 And I was like, oh, come on. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of not so much at this point, but later. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the Campfire Ghost Story hot dog scene. Now it's nighttime. We're in one of we're in James's tent. There are branches breaking outside. Sounds like gunshots. It's really loud. The captions say there are wolves howling. Oh yeah, the, the captions are lose their minds at They're some point. Not wolves howling. They're not it's, wolves howling. It's just screechy noises. So okay, you're planning to come out into these woods. You've seen the first film, obviously. Your sister uh-huh. goes missing in it. You know, there's. Even if it's not likely, say you're a skeptic like Peter, there's a 1% chance something you're not expecting or someone could mess with you. Right. You clearly have the tools. I would have set up, and we talked about this, cameras all around my camp. So if I heard stuff, I didn't have to exit my tent to check it out. Uh, Yeah. I Listen, I would have had a Congo set up. You ever see Congo? They had a fucking perimeter with like Mm -hmm. electrocution wires. They had cameras everywhere. They had motion sensors with lights and shit. I would have had it. I would have had that setup going on. Yeah, I'm Fuck not. That I'm not shit. getting into a, even a snowball fight with James on my team with his lack of awareness around his perimeter. Well, because here's the thing: if you saw that video, even if you don't believe in the supernatural, somebody was fucking with them. Then exactly. Right? So you want to just be able, and you want to have your go. Okay, I can see where they are before I come out because they know where I am. If I don't know right. where they are, right. I'm exposed. Maybe there's some, like, the Hills Have Eyes folks, Deliverance right. folks out there messing around, smashing trees and shaking your tent, Yeah, you know? So you don't want to walk into the woods with nothing but your first aid kit, okay? Justin, James, whatever your name is, James. James. <laughs> so he pokes his head out of his tent, and then Lisa jump scares into his tent, and then Part Talia- of me was like, did she break branches just so she could jump scare into tent? Ooh, smart. Then Talia jump scares and says, Lane, Lane's <laughs> missing. Where is he? He went to pee. He goes far away for privacy. And I wrote, he's Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> he's, on a, he's on a special toilet. And Peter's like, yeah, I'm not going to look for him. And Ashley's uh, like, no, me yeah. neither. Oh, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. Yes, and you're, Lisa, you're, and Lisa's like, that. no, I'm good. I'm just going to stay here. And James is like, well, I'm going to go with Talia and we're going to look for him. And I was Wait. like, wow, James, you picked some really great friends. They don't even try to convince him to stay. They're just like, oh, good luck. <laughs> That's a good point. I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was thinking of more like, oh, they're not going to help. But then I'm like, actually, you owe these two nothing. You don't know them. If he went off in the woods to pee, strange dude, Blair Witchy stuff's happening. Dude, you're on your own. I am not. Now, we do learn later. James is a, is a woods runner. So he will jump into the woods oh, absolutely. whenever he gets a chance. He run like I said earlier, he runs toward the danger. He's a danger man. Yeah, he's a danger runner. So one thing I do want to say about this movie at this point is that it relies heavily upon jump scares. Heavily, and a lot of them oh, yes. are telegraphed. So you know the jump scare is mm-hmm. coming, so you're set up waiting for it. Yeah. Which 
to me is even more annoying because when a jump scare happens, you know, you're like, oh, okay, jump scare, whatever. A well done jump scare, right. not abused, can be a good and, tool. But when I'm like, oh God, it's coming. Oh God, when is it going to happen? I'm waiting for it. It's coming. Oh God, this is so fucking stupid. I'm so annoyed. Oh, there it is. Okay, now we can move on. I get frustrated because... I don't like suspense like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that tension sort of for tension's sake. Yeah, it irritates me. So then when it happens and it happens like 20 times in this movie, I get so flustered by it because I my anxiety starts to like tick up. I'm like uh, like my fight flight starts to tick up even though I know that it's stupid and it's not scary and it never scares me and I think I maybe jumped once in the entire movie. Yeah. I still get that like really escalated sort of feeling and i'm like oh, i fucking hate this <laughs> <laughs> two things um they telegraph the jump scares in this movie because they spend five minutes shouting that person's name oh yeah into the woods before a jump scare happens yeah almost so that's, every time. that's what's happening when talia and james are in the woods i wrote yelling nope. into woods forever really that the, the script dialogue was just like lane written over and over again um but it's interesting that you feel that way about jump scares after and we're still able to play through Outlast with me, which is jump scare heavy. Yeah, but that game is it's so well done. So good. Because that's you, how you do them. Because that whole game, the whole premise is that you are walking into a fucking jump scare. Yeah. Anything could be around the corner. Oh, anything. So good. If you haven't and played anything it. is around the corner. Oh yes. And it's, it's so fucking so good. good. You don't have weapons. Yeah. All you, you can just do is have, run and hide. Right. And like jump into the ceiling. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> like, if you haven't played so that, good. we can't recommend that one enough. That's a good group game because oh. it's a little creepy. The tension alone. is so high, but yeah. I love it because it's so good. We and had to play that over like good. three weeks because mm-hmm. we had to k- keep taking like a couple days off. We would be so stressed out after yeah. a few hours. I'd be like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I need so to lay good. down. So good. I need some I chocolate. guess we'll have to do the second one, even though we didn't love the opening. So eventually we get our jump scare. We get our lane jump scare. And I had, I had actually, I wrote, called it because I had turned oh, yeah. to Ian. I was like, when is he going to jump out and scare us? And then it took three more minutes and then he finally did. And I was like, there you go. Yeah. And then I turned to you at this point. I said, wait, are they trying to make it seem like Lane is the one who's out in the woods making the noises? Mm-hmm. Because they were like, where were you? What were you doing? He's like, oh, did you hear that? What was that? Oh, yeah. oh. he does not a good, do a good job of faking it. He's having a huge overreaction. The next morning, uh, the campsite is filled with Blair Witch stick people. I might t- say is has quite a few because later on there are more. Well, yeah, but at this point, it, I was like, "Holy shit, it's filled!" And then later All on, right. it's like, "It's like, oh, an that's overabundance. That, that's what filled you is. can't even walk without one yeah. smacking you in the you head." Super later. saturated this solution. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is just there's a lot of them in this part everybody's coming out of the tent like what the fuck this is crazy and then um they're checking their watches they're like wait it's 2 p.m there's no way we slept till 2 p.m like what is going on yeah and everybody's kind of weirded out everybody's like get us the fuck out of here we're leaving thank you i appreciated that that is the right reaction and i even appreciate that james is like all right as much as i want to find my sister we we can't do this yeah and Lane won't put his camera down. He doesn't want to leave. He's like shooting shots of He's everything. He's overselling this. Yes. So they're walking out of the woods um, in the rain. And Lisa starts asking Lane about his camera. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's an old DV camera. Uh, it's good in low light. Blah, blah, blah. 
And she goes, oh, so, uh, it's the same kind of tapes that, uh, you know, you found in the tree that you put on YouTube, right? And mm. he's like, oh, yeah. Huh. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. We know. Then all of a sudden, Ashley's foot starts to hurt. And she's like, ah! And has a moment. And mm. as that's happening, Lisa starts to zoom in on Lane's backpack, which has some twine in it that inexplicably matches those Blair Witch stick people that were hanging from the trees. To be fair, twine looks like twine. That's true. <laughs> so I understand how like they might see it and go, huh. But I feel like the escalation here and Talia and Lane give it up way too easily. Oh my God. I would have just been like, dude. Well, Lane's like, I it's just twine. a rope. And Talia's like, we had to make you believe. And I was like, dude. Dude, have on. his back for a minute. <laughs> Try to lie your way through it. You're the worst wingman ever. Oh, God. She's not good. So everyone freaks out and they're pissed. And he's like, Correctly. He's like, I just needed you to believe you're not from here. You don't get it. There's something really going on. I need you guys to be part of this. Yeah. And so Lane gets pissed and he starts to like storm off and he goes to leave. And then all of a sudden he comes back and he's like, Oh, so guys, we don't have GPS. Uh, (laughs) Can we just like come with you guys? And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? You know these woods like the back of your hand. You're here all the time. And he and Talia are like, oh, yeah, by the way, we've never been to these woods. We've never crossed the creek. Yeah, we've never been past the fence is what they say. So sorry about that. And everyone gets even more pissed. Also correctly. Yeah. So then they get kicked out. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Peter chases them away. Yeah. Peter's like, I- I'm a, I'm a hurt you. If yeah. you don't leave now. Then James is having like a sad moment next to a tree. And Lisa's just filming him. Yeah. And Lisa, he kind of looks up and is like, Oh really? You're going to film this? Sure. Whatever. And then Peter comes over and he's like, I think you need a hug. And they have like a cute <laughs> little bro moment and they hug each other. And- Peter's the actual human in this film. Right. A rounded out character. And it's like, that little moment of levity, whatever. But but to me, it just felt like it just felt really contrived. Like everything feels very contrived. Yeah, it, it was hard to watch a lot of the well, time. The challenges, like you said earlier, they're reshooting the exact film that came before. So yeah, everything it's it's kind of like a reboot. Yeah, where they're just doing the same general idea. With a few with more updated technology and yeah. updated characters, more walking, more Ashley's foot hurting. James starts to play with the GPS, tapping it, and it's starting to hint like maybe it's it's not doing what it's supposed to. Well, they're following it, yeah, and they're they're like the fence is supposed to be right here. Like, what's going on? No fence. Then all of a sudden, they're back at their campsite that they had left hours earlier. It's almost like the first movie. Hmm. Weird. Ashley starts freaking out. Her foot hurts. Lisa's like, let me change the batteries. And she hears some noises. And she's like, what was that? And James is like, what? What are you talking about? Even though it's very clear. Yeah. And she's like, oh, maybe I'm just hearing things. I'm like, dude, after everything that happened today, are yeah. you really just going to dismiss the sounds that you heard? Sure. You, you walked in a circle and ended up back where you were. And you're going to ignore anything that's out of the ordinary. Yeah. So now everybody's set up camp. Ashley's in her tent. Her foot is pretty fucked up. Peter goes in. He's like, hey, what's going on? Let me, hey, let me check your foot. He starts to unwrap the wound. He looks at it. It looks really oh, bad. The and best then all graphics this, in this film are this right. wound. 
Then all of a sudden it pulsates like, <clears throat> like there's something in it. And I was like, uh, yeah. no. And she's like, how is it? Oh, it really hurts. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's all right. Don't worry about this it. This is where babe. I turned to you and I was like, babe, if your foot was doing that, I would tell you the truth. Yeah, please. Please tell me if my foot is pulsating. I'd be like, like I think I need to cut a creature out of your foot, babe. By the way, remind me to tell you what I read about that later. Oh, is this going to piss me off? That's the thing that pissed me. All right. No, yep. that's not the thing. Oh, it's, but it's one thing. Okay. It's, it's a thing, though. So here's where I wrote, like, he's really funny. Because in this scene, yeah. he was very funny. He cracked me up in this scene because he was trying. See, I liked his character because he brought a little comic relief, but not too much that it that it affected the tone of the movie. You looked at that and you're like, all right, if that's how I'm trying to have this conversation, that's how I would want to play it in real life. Well, and it's like this is this is probably how a person with that sort of personality might act in this mm -hmm. situation, as opposed to just being silly f for the sake of being silly. So then he goes out to get James to check on Ashley's foot, and Lisa's out there playing with a drone. And it's like dusk, like it's almost dark. Yeah, so she's like, hey, I don't see anything. There's no roads, there's no clearings, there's yeah. nothing. And then all of a sudden, the drone... Just, gets all fucked up and dies. Yeah. And falls somewhere. Yeah. We hear it crash yep. into. Oh, bye. So at this point, Peter's like, all right, I'm going to go get firewood so we can have a fire. At the darkest point of and the And I was evening, like, apparently. you guys haven't thought about that until the sun is gone. And oh. also, why does he go so far away to get firewood? There's plenty of trees There's, and woods use right some of the, there. Use some of the Blair Witch stick people that this fucking lane hung up. This is so well maintained. There's mm -hmm. probably a pile of firewood waiting for you at part of it. For real. Oh, that I understand it is to facilitate the movie and plot points happening. It's just so unbelievably dumb and that bothers me in movies like this so we're getting intercut shots here so we're getting peter in the woods and then we're getting shots intercut with james talking to lisa and so peter's walking in the woods james says hey ashley has a really bad infect infection and a fever she needs to go to the er as soon as we can get out of here and then we're back to peter he's in the woods and the walkie-talkie starts squelching like mm -hmm when we saw earlier when they get close together yeah. and that like creep that noise was actually very creepy. Oh yeah. Agreed. It was like a screaming roaring type of like really fucking weird. I noise. actually thought this scene with Peter was pretty well done. Yeah. This, this scene was fine. Yeah. I actually kind of like this one kind of, I didn't like how it terminated, but it's fine. Well, yeah. Cause there's a part we got, we'll get to the main part of this and you actually went, Ooh, <laughs> there's like yelling sounds his flashlight dies. There's smashy noises. There's screaming. There's thunder. Like yeah. everything is happening. This movie is so many sounds, so many yelly, screamy, smashy thunder sounds. Yep. Which is the opposite of the first movie. The first movie has some of it. They have like some people yelling and screaming, but it's mostly kind of quiet. Well, and it's in the first movie, what's effective about it is it's incomprehensible. And that's almost more terrifying than thunder and rain. Is this like, hold on, there's something I, I have to strain to hear. Yeah. I know it's out there, but I can't really make it out. That's right. terrifying. This is This is just face. loud. Yeah. So there's more like woods flashlight screaming. This is where we're getting, we flashback and we're going into the camp now. And mm -hmm. James is setting up a night vision camera in the camp attached to a tree. And we're both like, fucking finally. Yes. Okay. But also, I was like, oh, this is going to lead to something. Mm. 
No. Right, right. I thought maybe we'd see like something creepy on it. Oh my like, god, opportunities come missed on. in this movie. What's the point of that camera? Missed opportunity. Yeah. So then Peter's running running through the woods. Trees are falling. James all of a sudden hears a tree fall. He doesn't hear Peter screaming. He no. doesn't hear any of these other noises. He hears a tree fall and he's like, Peter! And, and just like, runs off like into the woods. He jumps into the woods like he's a hurdle. It was hysterically it was silly. so funny. Yeah. It was like, it was that episode of 30 Rock with Al Gore where he's like, wait, I hear a whale yes. calling. Oh and my God. runs off. Like yeah. that's what, that's what James does. It was and so Lisa funny. was just like, James? Yeah, it was what? great. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason that he ran off is Peter was running and he turns a corner and a tree falls on him. Yeah, which which was come great. on. I enjoyed that. I thought it was fucking dumb. I thought it was a tree, dumb. a giant pine tree falls on you. I thought it was fun because it comes out of the black, you know? Well, okay. Fine. That happens. But then the rest of it. So if the tree fell and then something else happened that wasn't this then fine but i think i just don't like okay. the tree falling because of this next part so we i can get, i can agree with this this we get peter he's under the tree so again this is all from his point of view so all we can see mm -hmm. is like his flashlights laying far away from him he's trying to reach for it then we hear a growling noise like a, an animal and i yeah. wrote snow beast is that you yeah <laughs> <laughs> because it was a soft purring growl but it definitely sounded scary snow beast is well, a nocturnal creature, he uh, enjoys to frolic during the day. Yeah, you know, and this is more like a Bray Road wolf. Yeah. Let's be yes, serious. Yes. Yeah. Whatever it is gets him. Doesn't really show us anything. Yeah. Just his camera cuts out. And that's it. Yeah. And then seconds later, it feels like James arrives in, at the tree, finds his flashlight. Yeah. He's talking to the walkie-talkie. He's he's saying press the button twice if you hear me and nothing happens. So I'm thinking, oh, later on we're right. gonna hear him like pressing the button twice. Mm -hmm. That'll be you know, something. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Nope. I just want to say it right here. We don't get Peter again, do we? Nope. Uh, mm, for a second. Oh, for a second. But like, but he's he's gone uh, for the rest of the movie for all intents and purposes. He's gone. I get so that stupid this movie is trying to do like people are disappearing yeah it's trying to do we're in the first movie josh disappeared and we never see him again but at least we get like the bloody yeah. thing with his fucking teeth and shit in it and his shirt tied up I need at least more. we get that we get nothing people who disappear in this movie just disappear and they're gone and it's frustrating because it's all from a first person perspective uh -huh. and i think part of that is why you're like oh we didn't really see anything but there's a way you can do it. You like in that first it. movie where they have the the bundle with Josh's shirt and stuff. That's how you do yeah. that sort of thing. The only one person gets ended in a way that we get to see and is probably my favorite death in the movie. Now we're back in camp. It's the night vision from the, the tree. Lisa checks on Ashley. She's standing around. She was looking at herself in the camera. Then we get an Ashley jump scare scene. Dumb. She's asking about Peter unnecessary right whatever then we get a james jump scare and lisa <laughs> says the line of the movie can everyone just stop doing that yeah and i was like yes please yes, yes the audiences would appreciate this as well yeah because i'm done with this shit this is, there's just lots happening that doesn't matter so we're gonna jump ahead um lisa and james are in his tent later uh apparently they're just gonna sleep in the same tent mm -hmm. he's talking about his sister being in the woods and, like, he genuinely thinks that she's, like, alive in the woods. Yeah. 
at, at this point with the creepy shit that's going on. Come on, dude. And the 20 years, like, how on earth do you think that this is a reality? Then we start to hear uh, branches breaking. And at this point, Ian said, well, I said, don't go out there. And Ian said, use your fucking cameras because <laughs> they have the camera outside. Well, they unzip instantly. Yeah. Unzip instantly, stick their fucking heads out. And Lane and Talia c- come stumbling out of the woods. Yeah. I wasn't surprised we saw them again. No, I was just surprised in how they showed back up and what was going on. So this is supposedly, this is for James's crew, like the same day. The mm-hmm. the morning or the afternoon, it was like after 2 p.m., the confrontation with Lane and Talia happened, and then this is the same night. Yeah, this is the evening of that day. Right. So Lane and Talia come out of the woods, and they're like, when did we last see you? And they're like, uh, this morning. And Lane's like, it's been five days since we've seen you, and the sun is not coming up, and shit is going wild. And Talia's like, I'm starving. You need to give me food. And everybody's like, what is going on? Yeah. And so Talia wants to stay. And Lane's like, nope, they're all going to die. Uh, and I don't want to be lost in this wo- these woods forever. And he runs away yelling, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I mean, I appreciate that. I appreciate but, he's come like, on. no, these people are cursed. But my other thought was like, your son's not coming up, my friend. Yeah. So I looked at Ian. I'm like, wait. The, it's been five days and the sun's not coming out. Oh, come on. Yeah. What the fuck? So they bring Tally to the fire and like, you know, kudos to this actress because she does a very good job at being like very distraught and mm-hmm. dramatized. She's just kind of snarfing a Lara bar or something yeah. and rocking back and forth. And she's like covered in dirt and her clothes are all messed up and her hair is all messed up. And she's like, Oh my God, like yeah, freaking she's out. She's very disturbed and it's, it's done fine. She does a good job. Yeah. So then James and Lisa are back in their tent later. There's lots of just random shots. Uh, Lisa's 7am alarm goes off, but it's still dark. Yeah. And so here's where we're getting, Oh, Lane said the sun's not coming up, so I guess the sun's not coming up anymore. Yeah. Which to me was the worst part of the movie because the best thing about the Blair Witch Project, well, not the best thing, but one of the best things, because, and I think you and I even talked about this, and I don't know if we talked about it Mm. in the podcast, was the fact that so much of it took place during the day. We didn't talk about it, but it's worth noting why I think, all right. I didn't like the first one. Right. It's it go listen to the episode, you'll understand why. Yeah. However, having seen this one, in comparison to this, not other movies, but these two mm-hmm. taken in a vacuum, I like the first one more. And one of the big reasons is the time the witch takes. And those right, day scenes, those day scenes with the normal day night cycle, it creates normality in this bizarre world that we can connect to better. Mm -hmm. Once the sun stops coming up, you're like, this is bizarro world. This is magical. Yeah. I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm not interested. The daytime, it still kept that flicker of hope. Like maybe they're going to find something and a way out and a a loophole here. And to me, horror stuff, I'm doing air quotes because Mm. I don't feel like a lot of this is that scary. Scary movies in the daytime is way more effective because you're supposed to be safe during the day, right? Yes. That's the like trope. You're safe when the sun's up. I also think, and this is my, so this is just my opinion. 
Ian's opinion corner here on horror movies. <laughs> I think a horror movie to be effective, there has to be some sort of opportunity for the victim to have a chance. Absolutely. It can be the slimmest, most minute chance. Take Cabin in the Woods. We just talked about it. Like it was a fluke, weird moment, but they found an opportunity and they made a, they made a move. This movie, unlike the first one, where the first one you're like, I don't think they're going to make it out, but you didn't say for certain like it was over. This movie, I knew from this point on, no one's getting out of here. They have no chance. The rules are against them. There's nothing they can do. And once you get that, you have just this um, this immovable object that is eventually going to just get you. Mm-hmm. I lose interest. Yeah. Because you take out horror, all the suspense. Yeah. It's not fun anymore. Horror, the whole point of horror is to give you that tension of mm-hmm. will, like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And can when they you, find a way out of this? When you already know that they're just going to fucking die, yeah. like you can't get invested in them. You can't get invested in anything that's happening. So at this point, oh, the sun stopped coming up. We're both like, oh, come on. So they leave their tent at this point after realizing the sun's not coming up again. And this is where there are stick people everywhere. And the stone Karens. And I just wrote in my notes in like they're all not caps Karens, across four they're lines. Karens. I wish they were Karens. <laughs> Go listen to our first episode. Um, I just wrote across my entire page and they are fucked. So the the stick people, and I keep saying stick people, I guess I should say they're the like iconic Blair Witch, like triangular bodied stick people. Yeah, I didn't have a good word. If you don't know what it is, please Google it. Because you've you've missed something large. <laughs> um, there's little ones. There's fucking massive ones oh, made yeah. out of logs like hanging log from the tree, trees. Which I thought it was great. And one of them hits oh, Talia. They're with the huge. Logs. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Like you literally can't move without one of them like whacking you. It's comical almost the amount there are. But yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. We get a Talia jump scare. We get an Ash jump scare. Ash starts screaming. There's so much screaming and so many jump scares happening in this like minute of film that I just was oversaturated at this point, and that I you wanted actually it to missed be over. the most amazing thing. Oh yeah, trying to take notes, I had to rewind it. Well, I missed it because I just like I like turned to get a drink because I was like I can't fucking handle this. Ash looks like hell. She looks like she's about to die. Yeah. So then, this is to me. The best death in the movie. Yes. One of the more effective deaths that I've seen in a lot of movies recently. Really well I done. I really wish that they would have kind of expanded upon this whole concept and maybe made made this like more of a part of the movie. Or like because this kind of like wizardry is what I'm okay with. This was my best scene in the movie. Yes, absolutely. Bar none. Everyone nailed their parts well. So as they're kind of stumbling around looking at all these stick men. Talia looks at one and goes, that's my hair. And she pulls it down and it's got Wait. some, so she has kind of like highlights of like this purple silver hair. Can and- we just say that she's at this point, like a trembling distraught oh, mess and she's, and she's doing going to work and she's scene. going hair's hair. That's my, yeah. that's my hair. Like it's really freaking good. Out, like, and, and really the tension good. is going up and I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, Oh, is this going to take a good turn? So Ashley comes out of the tent at this point and is like, what is she fucking doing here? Cause she's still mad understandably about their prior encounter and didn't know she was back. And she like comes up and she grabs the stick man with her, with Talia's hair in it. 
and she's yelling at her and she snaps it. And as she snaps it in half, Talia breaks in half oh, backwards, so good. crippling to the ground. And it was so good. It was so, so good. good. As she snaps like, the wood, good. Talia just like folds up like, <gasps> yeah. Oh. And then she's laying on the ground and you're getting, you're getting video of her just like bleeding going like, Aah. and it's backwards. She snapped like backwards. So her yeah, legs are she, underneath like, her body. It was terrifying. I, we say this oftentimes. I think Sam will actually agree with me here. Go YouTube this death and this scene. This is a scene worth enjoying because it's so good. I would agree, actually. Yeah, a lot of these films are not ones where we're going to send you off to do stuff, but you have been given a, a task and homework. Please bring <laughs> it to class next week. Yeah, I'll see if I can. Uh, Instagram's annoying because uploading videos takes more work than I feel like doing. So uh, if I can find a good video mm. on like Facebook or Twitter or something. So at that point, everyone's like, ah, uh, fuck. And we get this shot of Ashley like looking at her straight on, like what happened. And then we get what I call space tent. <laughs> the tent just flies up in the air behind her like an alien just teleported. Yeah. It. Rocket launch. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Amazing. I started laughing so hard. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. Did the tent just fly up into the sky? Yes. It was yes, it very did. funny. It was very funny. Not the last we'll see of that tent. So then everyone just starts running and screaming. Yeah, I call it panic running. Yeah. Running and screaming, and then the tent crashes down in front of them. And <laughs> Loved it. Space tent returned. I laughed even harder than when it shot so up into good. the air. Oh. So this is where I wrote, this movie's going for the opposite effect of the first movie, yeah. right? Like, not a single ounce of subtlety here. No. No, 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 no slow no. burn. Just out and out chaos. From the moment the film opened showing Mud Lady in the mirror... You knew this was going to be well, a I mean, totally tone and tonal and directional shift. Yeah, I just didn't realize that it would be this left field. You didn't know we were going to go mix some close encounters of the third kind with exactly, you know, so, supernatural. So nutty. So Lisa's just in the woods screaming. Uh, Jason, Jason, Justin, what? James, James, James. <laughs> I, I wrote J in my notes, so I just keep yeah, coming up with J names. Um, James finds her and there's more screaming Then Ash is screaming alone. I didn't realize it was her at first. You had to tell me it was her because I yeah. couldn't tell whose point of view it was. I, en I, I enjoyed part of what's about to happen with her. So it, she just is walking for a really long time, which is one of the problems of this movie. Just too much walking forever. The, it was a problem in the first movie too. But so it was even more of a problem in this movie because the majority of this movie was walking from like that bluetooth headset first person shooter vision with a flashlight in a nighttime woods right looking at their own feet because at least in the first one you were getting you know they were walking through the woods forever but you were getting to see the other people you're going to yes. see the expressions on their faces you're going to see how over time they were starting to be like oh like they're slumping over they're getting more and more agitated this movie you can't see anything because it's fucking black outside yeah, very frustrating yeah um, so Ash sits down and she's looking at her foot, which is all fucked up. And she pulls up the leg of her pants and her entire leg is like bloody. And I heard you just go, no. Well, so I said that, I said that because there's a little like a hole kind of thing yeah. in her leg, like her calf. And there's like foamy pus coming out of it, which yeah. I can't. Yeah, no, that was gross. In. 
That is so fucking gross. It was just like dumping out. So we see her. There's something like kind of sticking out of the it wound. It looks almost like an antenna, like and a she tiny starts, little. She starts to pull it. And I had, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, don't pull things out of your body. So gross. There's but like blood also you and have pus. to pull it out well, of your body. <laughs> yeah, but ugh, it was gross. So when she pulled it out, it like moved. And I thought oh. it was a millipede or a centipede. And I need to tell you, millipedes and centipedes are probably the most horrifying creature on this planet to me understandably they I are very hate them. very like, right now creepy. um my whole body is cringing and i have goosebumps because i hate them so much i hate so, them they have too many legs and i hate them so that settle on a reasonable number of legs yeah. that being said she pulls something out of her leg and here's where i need to tell you i was gonna say you told what she me. actually pulled out of her leg was it like a leaf so i said to you jokingly in this moment do you remember what i said to you I said, is it a stick figure? Yeah. I said, is it a stick? Is it a stick person? Yeah. Is she turning into a stick person? Shut the fuck up. Guess what, Ian? No. That was a root. That was a branch. And I read an interview with the director, and apparently they were insinuating that she's turning into one of the Blair Witch stick people. I try not to say this to movies too often, but fuck you. Yep. Fuck you. Yep. You have created no reality of that for right. this world. And and it's not clear at all. It looks like an insect no, got it just pulled out like of her leg. Some like parasite or something right. was like starting to yes. replicate inside. It her. looked like it had antennae. So it was a stick. And she was turning into a stick person. So I guess that means all the stick people hanging up are like dead people, souls, bodies. Are they? Mm, yeah. Let's move on because I can tell that we're both very agitated right now. Yes. <laughs> we need to just move on to the next scene. So now we're back to James and Lisa. And they're screaming for Ash. Ashley. I keep saying Ash because that's how I wrote her name in my notes. No one actually calls her that. Uh, there's some walkie-talkie static. And then we hear Peter's voice. And he goes, help me. And then there's some loud noises and screaming on the walkie-talkie. Mm -hmm. yeah. And James is just like, Peter! Rah. And then we get some up-close crying faces, uh, which is paralleled to the first movie. I was going to say, was this them trying to replicate yeah. the apology shot? Yes. And it t it's so long of both of their faces from their point-of-view cameras, their ear cameras. And it just nonstop switching back and forth between their two crying faces and him going, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And her just sobbing. And then like, him breathe, like breathe. this, yeah. I'm only Ugh. okay with if they use it for, this is yes. where you need a jump scare. Because I was they, waiting for it. They had the like thunder going and trees crashing and all of this. And chaos. so you're seeing like half of the other person's face and yeah. the blackness behind them. And I'm like, you built, they're going to show a monster built the right? shot for this where we'd be okay with it. Yeah. Nope. No, they're like, no, 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 guys. We're reinventing the movie. Yeah, so that doesn't happen, unfortunately. Boo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just hold hands and start walking away. Then we cut back to Ashley. Do you want to talk about this one? Because you love it so I much. I enjoyed this. So Ashley is still walking fine on that leg that she just... She's just doing like a little limp. Yeah. A little limp, which is insane to me, um, but fine. Uh, 
uh, adrenaline, whatever. Listen, she's turning into a stick person, so maybe it doesn't maybe feel so bad. Her leg, yeah. yeah. So she looks up and she sees in a tree in front of her the drone still fully active, buzzing away like 50 feet up in this tree. So hold on. Uh, it, she has the controls for the drone. How did she get that? Because Lisa I had it. I thought they all had it on their phones. Oh. That's the only, I'm just creating that as my reality because you I know don't what? want to think about it. Not that does sense. make more sense. Okay. Because that it makes was sense. like a phone turned sideways to two control. So she's like, oh, good. I don't know what she thinks she's going to do with right, this. Right. That's what I said. Point. I looked it's at you. Dark. I looked at you and said, what does she think she's going to do? Um, climb that tree and try to get the drone is what she's going to mm. do. Uh, she so, also climbs the tree forever. Can we say that? She climbs the tree forever. She This tree is a very climbable tree. It is very well designed for climbing. I'll give her that. So she gets up those 50 feet, you know, on this one and a half leg somehow. Pretty sure it's more than 50 feet, Ian, but go ahead. Uh, you know me. We've talked about my distance and <laughs> judging of, of that. There's no difference between 50 feet and 500 feet to you. It's all ballpark, you know? Yeah. Um, they're both rounding errors if you're talking a thousand. Anyways. She gets up parallel to it. And so it's out a little bit on the branch, you know, towards the end. So she has to reach out toward it. And we get our little jump scare. She she tries to reach toward it and she slips and loses her grip a little bit, but she grabs back on. Having seen this movie once, that's why I looked at Sam and I'm like, don't look down at your notes. You already missed something. Just watch this. So she, you know, takes a breath and she goes to reach back again. And from above, a hand bitch slaps her down out of the tree and she falls to her death, I'm assuming. It looked like it was trying to grab her to me. Uh, it looked like it was like, and like, like bitch it slapped. just punched it her hilarious. out of the tree. Yeah. I was like, yes, thank you. But well, I think what I like the most of it is like the witches set this whole thing up. Like, I'm going to wait for you to climb this tree. But I'm going to wait why? for you to get so close. Fucking with people. That's, <sighs> this is the Blair Witch from the first one I liked that was messing with people. That, taking its time. Yes, I, I can understand that. Like, oh, I'm going to make it seem like you're going to get out. Never mind. I punched Not you out of the, the tree. Not the one we'll see as we cut back to James and Lisa and we arrive at the house. Well, hold on. We have to say um, Ashley gets dragged away. Oh, fine. But we never see anything that happens. She fell from an 800 foot tree. She's dead. Yeah, but why show her being dragged away if you're not going to oh, pay that off? Oh, just the camera, I think. Way? Oh, well, that's fair. Maybe that was something that they cut for time, you it's, know, even though they barely made it, it an hour me, 15. Like, okay, show her, like, on the ground, camera not moving, camera cut out. That's how you know she's dead, as opposed to someone dragging her away. Because to me, that means, oh, she's going to show up later. You know, it it does At least in that her in body form. You know what I mean? The same with Peter, how you're like... You're creating this little window of like, oh, maybe there's a slim chance. But we see, we get a glimpse of Peter later. Not True. that it makes a lot of sense. We'll we'll talk about it when it comes up. But, you know. It, I think in both cases, I agree with you completely. Just even if it's like a foot stepping on the camera and crushing it, you right, know. Right. Anything. Or a yeah. hand smashing it. Yeah. Anything. You know, that would have been way cooler. That would have been, you know, been the best fuck. shot. The camera falling and seeing and, and traveling with her. She falls and then slamming the ground and going black. Yep. So then we cut back to the last remaining characters, James and Lisa, who are running through the woods. Actually, no, they're kind of like meandering at this point, yelling for Ashley. It's yeah. starting to rain really heavy. I Here's where I wrote, like, I really don't like the nighttime and the rain thing. It feels incredibly cheap. It just feels very cheap. They were trying to create this claustrophobic feeling, and they did it in a way... I don't think it felt claustrophobic at all. So maybe then it was more of they were trying to create this uncontrolled 
loud environment where you just kind of like everything was was whipping up like everything was out of place i think it was just chaos i think it was just chaos and i think to me when you film everything at night and there's nothing around you it's easy to hide that you don't have a set that you don't have you know that maybe some mistakes are being made that when you have light shining on things you have to put more effort into it okay and I don't think that they either had the time, money, or whatever to put that much effort into this at this point. Okay. That's my personal thought. So we're hearing uh, James and Lisa, they're coming through the woods. They're screaming for Ashley. They're running toward where her scream, because they heard her scream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden, there's a monsoon. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Murder House is in front of them. Yeah, Murder House. The Murder House from the first movie. Through the, you know, the underbrush and we're at the Murder House. Yeah. Uh, Lisa goes, uh, we're not going in there. Again, the right reaction. Yeah. And James is like, uh, yeah, we are. My sister might be in there. And Lisa says, I don't know what happened to your sister, but you know that that's not her, you right? See someone in the upstairs yeah. like with a flashlight right. or like a light of some sort. And he's like, that's Heather. And I'm, my first thing is like, are you kidding me, man? It's right. a monsoon. That was a light through a window. You have no idea what that is. He's at this point like. Seeing everything he wants to see. Right. Because this is only grip on reality. Yeah. And Lisa's like, listen, I don't know what happened to your sister Mm. all those years ago, but that's not her. Yeah. You have to know that, right? And so she's finally telling him the truth. The truth. That she should have said before they came into the woods or at least halfway through the woods. And so she's like, dude, it's not her. Yeah you're creating this in your mind come on we have to go you're gonna like basically there's no way we can go in this house basically like we're just gonna fucking die out here if you keep this shit up you know like all of our friends already have he basically says like oh well like if that's the case then that's the case but i have to find out he's like this is why i'm here yeah and I enjoyed I was- one thing about this, which was as they panned around, we saw the lightning tree again. And what I took from that is Ugh. this is that supernatural aspect of yes. this is that hidden world that's the right. Blair Witches. It's, it's the reason no one found anything is it's right on top of everything, right. but not everyone can get here because right. there's that extra yeah. level of See, supernatural. See, I, I like that, but I don't think it fits this movie. It doesn't fit this lore. It doesn't no. fit the way that these movies had been set up. No, and I think we've said very clearly, like, none of this film does anything the way the original film does. Right. And expands in ways that make no sense just to try and create the ideas of this film. Yeah. Again, retconning. Yep. So then uh, we're inside the house. James is just walking around calling for Heather. He's, like, slow walking through the whole house forever, opening and closing yeah. doors. He opens one door and looks in the corner and Peter is standing in the corner, but then he disappears. He goes, Peter. And then he's just gone. And I'm like, Peter. okay. <laughs> and then that's it. And we never see Peter again. So I don't know if that was like a ghost or what, who fucking knows what's happening here. It just gets weirder. I think it probably was someone was like, Oh, let's just have Peter standing in the corner in one of these rooms for a second. Yeah. Why? So then then we cool. get a, then we get a scream that is supposedly Heather he starts running upstairs, and I'm like, dude, no. And then he he's running down the hallway, and he's someone, he sees someone at the very end of the hallway, like, turn a corner mm-hmm. and run. And it's like – it was like that moment in um, Until Dawn where you're in the basement, 
and you turn a corner and then all of a sudden you see like that the the creepy ghost lady turn the corner in yes. front of you and you're like what the fuck was that but instead of like yeah. being hesitant like we were right. james is like i have to run towards it as soon as possible right and and that part was actually kind of creepy like the that moment was creepy to me so then he falls in the hallway it's another at one point i kind of was like how many staircases up are right. in this house it felt like they were going well higher than the yeah other there were like set, but 10 plus anyways he goes up another flight and as he rounds the corner he sees this time he checks back down the stairwell you know checking his checking his six and then he turns back and he sees a figure walk right into a door like a quick second mm-hmm. of it yeah so he goes up and goes into the room there's nothing there turns around so he's he's just screaming heather and yeah. it's stressing me out he's like really slowly like checks under a bed and I'm like oh come on if a cat jumps out i'm gonna punch someone in the face but luckily that didn't happen oh at this point you and i both commented to each other that this felt very much like resident evil 7 yes the the setting and like just, this creepy tight yeah. house that's claustrophobic and dilapidated. Yeah, everything's falling apart. It looks like garbage everywhere. You know you're not alone, but you can't quite figure out where everything else is yes. coming from. Yeah. This this whole end scene, like, listen, I don't really love it. It's incredibly chaotic. There's a lot of there's a lot of dumb stuff happening, but there are the feeling that it gives you is just like high tension. Yes. It does tension better than the rest of the film. Yeah. And everything is suspenseful. Like, oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen? Even if, even if the thought in your head is like, oh God, this is ridiculous. Yeah. What is happening here? It also is, okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to jump out and scare me? When are we going to see, you know, what, what are we going to see? I was interested at least in the last right. five to 10 minutes. Right. Because, like I like the whole like creepy Heather running. Thing. Well, they had a set they were finally working with. Well, yeah, and that too, know? right? And I feel like this whole movie was built off this finale. I feel like absolutely. this was built backwards. One million. I've said absolutely a lot mm-hmm. in this one because you and I are on the same exact page yep. in so much of this. So then we cut back to Lisa outside. She's hearing noises. She flashes over the woods after a noise and she sees the glimpse of something. Oh God. So she sees the lightning tree and she recognizes it as the tree from the beginning of the movie. And beside it is a a figure for a second. And I said to you, I said, is that a fucking stick monster? It looks like a stick monster. It's got very elongated limbs. It's like brownish beige colored. It's um, got like, it just says it just looks like a stick monster. It's got like long stick limbs. I can't put my finger on it, but there is a Dark Souls monster. That yes, it looks like. yes, with the hair. Yes, that thing is fucking creepy as shit. It looks like that. It looks like that, but not as good. Not as good. And uh, shout out Dark Souls. Sam and I. I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. Sam and I love playing through those games. And so she freaks out and she runs into the house. I just wrote, she ran inside screaming James, which I guess is better than Heather screaming Mike forever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fair. So, because when Heather was screaming Mike, it was like screeching and Lisa's just like, James, James. It's. mm. I bet part of the audition was scream names in the woods and let's see which, you know, people uh, test best from the audience. Oh, so we forgot to mention that the last scene that we see with James, he has l- been locked in a room. Like he can't get out. He's oh, stuck yeah, yeah. in a room. Like an upstairs bedroom. Yeah, because yeah. that does come into play a little bit later, kind of. Um, so she 
Lisa is in the house. She goes down. So she's not going up. She goes down into the basement. If you've seen the first movie, as I'm assuming these, all these actors have. Don't go in the fucking basement. Literally the most dangerous place in theory. Although there's controversy according to the book from 1809 that maybe it's the attic or maybe it's the basement. But. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we forgot Don't go in the fucking basement. Yeah. That was part of. Because this is what's going to happen to you. So she finds Lane in the basement. He and, is disheveled. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. He says that Rustin Parr was, uh, he understood that he has to do what she tells you, Blair Witch. He knocks Lisa out. He and, actually had an interesting line when he first sees her. He oh, goes, you look exactly like I remember you to oh, making me think like. Right. It's been a very long time. Long yes. The reality he's in is going on, which is yes. an interesting idea. I forgot about that. I think that is interesting and i think it's important to something that i'm gonna tell you later oh no that you're gonna hate oh <laughs> no is he rustin par oh oh that would be awesome but no that would have been a more interesting idea that would have been fun hey guys for blairer witch he's rustin par blairer witch so he knocks lisa out and he tosses her down a hole that's in the basement. And at this point I turn to you and I go, Oh, is this the fucking tunnels that they talked about? This and is I dumb. looked at Sam and I was like, yup, get ready. I hate this. So I wouldn't say I'm aggressively claustrophobic, but I'm definitely not a fan of tight, narrow little tunnels. I don't, I think anyone in this position would be super uncomfortable. So she's climbing through these tunnels. She's, she falls down this hole, whatever she's in a, the tunnel area. She starts climbing through the tunnels and it gets to a point where she like gets stuck. Yeah, it like narrows. And the camera has like fallen in front of her, so it's shooting her face. And there's a puddle in front of her, and she's getting wet, and she's like freaking out. And Ian and I both were talking to each other. I was like, "Dude, I can't. It was effective. I can't watch this. I'm so uncomfortable. It's stressing me out because I, yeah. that I hate that. I That's hate a nightmare that sort right of thing. There. It's it's a nightmare for so many people. It's very. It was very uncomfortable to watch. Um, and I actually read a piece of trivia that mm-hmm. she actually got stuck in that tunnel because they designed it specifically to like be tight around her shoulders so she'd have to push Wait, through. They made her actually go through yes. a tunnel. Yes. And I'm quitting the film. Right. Uh, but she had people like behind her and in front of her who were like, you know, ha- able to like. Help I also her. assume it was like just a tunnel built with nothing above oh, and below. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that it was very safe. They dug a tunnel seven feet in the ground right. and they said, go through this fucking tunnel. But she did get stuck and was distressed and they had to like Ugh. help her get out because she was stuck. And so that moment i don't know if that's the most like the first movie of anything yeah. in the way the filming is right. like that's probably the most emotional reaction was, that was also like to me the most real part of the movie because it probably was real they don't say whether or not that scene was actually like that footage of her actually getting stuck or not but at least she knows how it felt so maybe it was you know her you know using it, her experience but we both actually commented so she like gets her breath, calms herself down, and pushes through. And we both looked at each other and were like, I would have been losing my mind for hours. Like, she collected yeah. herself and got it together in a situation I would yeah. have been freaking I, out in. I, was I actually, like, got a headache because I got yeah. so tense from this moment. Oh, I tough. started to get a little bit of a headache, you know, like, right behind your eyes. Um, and I wrote, I hate this. <laughs> but she, like like Ian said, she she pulls it together. She goes, okay, breathe. And she gets it together, and then she shoves herself through. Um, and I said to Ian at this point, I said, 
because she has this handheld camera she's holding as she's continuing to crawl yeah. through the tunnel at this point. I was like, why is she still filming? Like, what is wrong with her? She's fucking crazy. I mean, I assume it was just for the light at that point. I hope so, because up until now, we just we just have seen her filming no matter what the circumstance is. Well, I guess part of her brain, you know? is, as she said earlier, like, if something insane happens... It's why I'm doing this. Yeah. So maybe that, you know, is her driving. And there was also the. And you also know, the you have to have the movie. When Mike was talking to Heather of like, I get why you were doing the camera. It's cr- separating you from reality from this. So maybe it was doing the same thing for her, like watching it through. I the... don't think this movie thought that hard about it. True. I really don't. Well, and also true because half of the time it's just because they have the Bluetooth things on their ears. So right. she was the only one using the handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she gets to the end of this tunnel and earlier they had said all the tunnels led to nowhere. So I, I even said that to Ian. I was like, yeah, but they lead to nowhere. Like, what the fuck? Like, she knows this. They mentioned that earlier. Whatever. She gets to the end of the tunnel. There's some wood there. She punches through it. She has a knife. Oh, was it a knife? I thought yeah, she, she busts out punching. a knife and cuts through oh, it. Oh, okay. Because um, she's going to use that knife in a minute. Something growls behind her, <laughs> which I was like, what? Wolves howl. Yeah. She gets out of the hole. Mm-hmm. She starts pulling some old crusty piece of furniture in front of the hole. So whatever's behind her can't get That's her. Strong video game move. Yeah. And then Lane jumps out and she fucking stabs him in the neck, which I was like, yeah, bitch, yeah. get him. Yeah. Get Find him. yourself. That little fucker. So uh, he's dead. She goes to grab her camera from the top of whatever she pulled. And like this, this creature hand tries to grab it from her, yeah. but can't. Yeah, so it like comes out of the hole and it's like ah, like a jump scary type thing, which I thought was pretty effective. That I like good. I like that sort of thing. That thing yeah. is creepy. That That's was a creepy. Good jump scare. Yeah. Um, there's more screaming, running, house creaking noises, flashlight. She ends up going upstairs. She runs into a room, which happens to be the room that James is locked in, which happens to be the attic. Yep. So, so this scene we're going to talk about for a minute. Um, so hold on. At this point, he there's like a big bright light outside that's shining, yeah. that's shining in. Yeah, it looks just like a Close Encounters thing. It happens very briefly. I said, what the fuck is that? And Ian goes, I don't fucking know. Nobody in the movie knows what it is. They never explain it. Nothing set this up yeah. or explained it. They're just yep. like, hey, you know, be cool. Do this. Yeah. Um. It looked cool. If it had a rational reason for doing it, it would have been a cool yeah. effect. So at first, my first split second thought was, are they like winning against the witch and the uh-huh. sun came out for a minute? Because that's the only uh-huh. thing that I can think of. Because there's really nothing else it could be unless like somebody pulled their car up and shone their lights on it. You know, but there's nobody. Because it was would. that kind of light yeah. versus a sunlight. Right. Yeah. Uh, because it seemed to be shining directly in instead of like from, you know, I above. just assume someone opened the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, yeah. That's actually probably more likely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think these things through. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the wood paneling was in front of his face or his face would have Oh, they off. got lucky. Yeah. He didn't look directly into the Ark of the Covenant. I think he was thinking about looking in the corners. <laughs> yeah. So, Ian, what does he say okay. here? Okay. So... They both are like, the witch is coming. And for reasons I don't understand, James goes, quick, get in the corner. Don't look at her. She can't hurt you. She only takes sacrifices. Uh, what? I, at, at that point, she only takes sacrifices. What? I look at Ian and I go, 
wait, what? So how did everybody else get yeah. fucking murdered by her? None of that makes any sense. She only None takes sacrifices. So then why, when you look at her, does she kill you? Like that's, is that, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Whole so thing. anyways, they both go and stand against a wall in a corner. Yeah. And, and so I wrote here. So what's your plan, Jack? You're just yeah. going to stand in the corner forever? Yeah. I look and say, I thought the same thing. I was like, what's your long game here? Yeah. All right. Um, so we get a scene of like extended sniffling and crying and, you know, I'm so sorry. It's all my fault. And then. Uh, well, he says to her, he said, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And pay attention because that comes back. So <sighs> we then, after like a moment, they're just like in the corner freaking out. We hear James go, Heather, is that you? Yeah. He goes, is that really you? And Lisa's like. Who are you talking to? And then James turns his head ever so slightly and bam, gone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And so, all right, let's just finish this. So that's how I felt watching this. Yeah. So Heather, after a moment, or Lisa, nope, sorry, Lisa. Lisa, after a moment, <laughs> is like, all right, well, she starts using her camcorder to look over her own shoulder. And yeah, she's And she's saying, if... Uh, if I if I don't look at her, I can't, she can't hurt me. So to which point, as, as she starts back, we get a quick shot of the witch, Ugh, and it's, it's just, so stupid. It's so stupid. I just if you care, it's go so look it up. stupid. It's, it's so stupid. It's a stick person, it's, basically. It's well, a it's Slenderman meets yes, uh, Wendigo. Yeah, um, it's actually more Wendigo than anything. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It, it dodges out of sight. Um, to which I thought, well, you technically looked at it through a lens, so well, lenses that's, don't count. That's not my problem. So my problem is, as you're backing out of the corner, what is preventing the Blair Witch from coming around in front of you and looking at your fucking face? Nothing. 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 Does she have to stay behind you? It's like a weeping angel situation. Yeah. If you don't blink, they can't move on you. Like, right. if is I she... just stare at my camcorder. I, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Um, so then she hears James's voice repeat what he had said to her just a moment ago. And I'm, I'm like, so sorry, bitch, you know, that's not him. Right. And she goes, James. And she and turns her head and whack. Turns ever so slightly hand, a hand, you see a hand smashes her and then a camera lands and you see just some light and raindrops rain. for eight minutes. And that's the end. So my initial reaction, I was just saying right here, I don't know if you can see this. It just says, Wow. Just says wow. I can't see it, but I trust you. My initial reaction was at a tight 115 minutes, it still finds a way to overstay its welcome. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that assessment. This, if you feel the need to tell this story, needed to be like a 30, 40 minute short film. There was so much that they could have done that they didn't do. Mm -hmm. And then they did all this extra shit that wasn't good. I was so disappointed because here's the thing. The Blair Witch lore is cool. It's interesting. There's a ton of random shit. There's so much good stuff in there. There's a lot of meat, right? Mm -hmm. There are stories to be told here. They ran on this bizarre ass fucking tangent here. So let me tell you the thing that you're going to hate. Oh, God. All right. I'm ready. So I don't know if you noticed this, but at one point, 
as Lisa's running up to the attic, it's the exact video from the beginning. And so (sighs) the face in the mirror or whatever, I think is supposed to be Lisa. Yeah. Um, they're in a time loop confirmed by the writer director. Wait, so this just keeps happening. It's not that it just keeps happening. They're in a time loop because the video that Lane finds is the video that they make is the video that gets them to come to the woods in the first place. You get it? As much as you can. Describe my face (laughs) right now. It's pretty irritated. Because I'm a big sci-fi guy. Yeah. Hard sci-fi. I love a good time loop. I love a good time loop. I will concede in the first movie, it is very clear that the Blair Witch has supernatural powers. Yes. And can mess with location, all these things, probably can mess with time. That being said, what's the fucking point? Well, I don't think she can mess with time. I think she can like mess with your compass. So then, all right, if we suspend my disbelief from that, I have no fucking idea how this comes well, about. I'm talking about the first movie. So it's, oh, she can mess with your compass and make you just walk around in circles. All right, I guess my question, so I'm going to just kind of say time loop dumb. Um, <laughs> I'm just not going to waste time. My question, I think for you and for the well, audience. Hold on. Is, I just, I just want to say this okay. about the time loop. It's not clear at all all that that is what happened no not even in the slightest so that's why when you know when lane is saying oh it's been five days and oh you look just Mm -hmm. like i remember you blah 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 he's in this suspended time sort of situation that they've walked into so are you saying that's a different lane no it's the same lane it's just him much like like he's been doing this for a long time. So he's time. on a different track he's, of time. Right, exactly. Time that's what I mean. Oh, he's they they've crossed loops. Let's they've they've crossed yeah. streams here. Uh and as the Ghostbusters will tell you, that is a very dangerous thing to do. That's a very dangerous thing. You do not cross streams. All that to say, it's not clear at all. No. Uh, I didn't catch that it was the same video piece i didn't at all i had to i read that in the trivia and then i went back and watched a clip and i was like are you fucking kidding me there's no way anybody catches that unless it's on like a second third fourth rewatch i saw it the second time yeah and i thought oh maybe that's the one from the video in the beginning or maybe this is what you look like in this witch house you know are you dead the whole time so many thoughts i had on it so my question for you is what was the thought behind changing the Blair Witch's powers so drastically from the original to this? I feel like they felt like they had to update it for the time that we're in now. They had to update the technology. They had to update the characters. They had to update all of that stuff. And I also feel like they felt like they had to update the scare factor they had to update the monster they had to update all this stuff they didn't have to the the concept of blair witch being bare bones in the sense that it's just people in the woods with a camera and Mm -hmm. shit is weird around them and you don't actually like have an explanation is the part that makes it creepy it's the thing that makes people love it it's the thing that makes it iconic this movie went so hard and the thing that 
well, that makes me feel sort of sad is that the writer director, because I read an interview, Mm -hmm. it was two writers and one of the writers is also the director and they love this. They love the Blair Witch. They love Mm -hmm. the Blair Witch Project. They met the original writer directors and were like, when are you going to do another one? And they're like, yeah, we don't have, you know, the time, energy, whatever. And so these guys were like, well, we're going to fucking do it. And so I don't really know exactly what happened with the production, but I can't imagine that this is what they were going for completely. You know what I mean? So we're on a very similar page because my thought was exactly what you were starting to say. They fell victim to the trends in modern horror in a lot of ways, the the sounds, the supernatural effect, like the tent scene just sticks out oh to me. Oh my God. Like, I've so seen dumb. similar scenes like that in so many different movies. And you are right on point. What makes this interesting is the story and the lore. And you don't need to be flashy when you have something that is meat on its bones. I like the concept of the brother going to find the sister. Oh, sure. No problem. I like that concept. Even if it's 20 years later saying like, I just want to know what happened or I want to see if I can find anything from her. I want to put her to rest in whatever way. There you go. I like that concept. I like the concept of the locals potentially. I don't think they did it well, but I like the concept of a couple of locals being involved in some way. I even kind of am not, I don't totally hate the concept of the locals kind of fucking with them, not in a necessarily malicious way, but you know, that is not really something that I totally hated. The minute that you get the, uh, constant darkness, no sun coming up time loop thing, stick figure Wendigo, I I can't. This movie less is I more. I can't. Right. It was too. We say a lot. Less much. is more. And the the stick figure person. So it was because her arms and legs were like weighed down, so they stretched. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. It look that sort of creature is creepy to me. Like it's creepy. Oh yeah. Uh, the the long limb thing. I was like, ooh, that's unsettling. I really liked. But uh, until not... dawn again, the Wendigos and that were really right. good. But it's not like it's not scary. You know, it. It doesn't, and it also doesn't match this film, like this whole. Um, it doesn't match the Blair Witch Project to me. No, you I, know, it's got that feel of like someone had an idea that they really liked. Anyways, so Blair Witch Project or Blair Witch? Oh God, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it's not even close. And I almost didn't ask you, but we had mentioned it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, right. So Blair Witch Project, as you heard in our Blair Witch Project episode. To to me does not hold up today. No, at all. There's a there's some stuff in it that I can appreciate, but I just really again you you heard it all. Um, the longer I sit with the Blair Witch Project, the more I appreciate the whole like like I listen. I already said it. I appreciate the viral marketing campaign. I appreciate all of that stuff. The the genre. A lot of what surrounded the film, right? And I appreciate some of the technique. Etc. This movie made me appreciate the original more just because this yes. one tried so hard to do something the same but different. And I'm like, oh, 
this movie did a really bad job of basically rebooting that movie. Yeah. Because you can't do that movie again. You just can't. As we so, said, it was, a, it was a time capsule. Right. So it doesn't hold up, but it also can never be redone. So I think to me, that is super impressive. And this movie made me realize that. So I definitely don't love the Blair Witch Project anymore, but I really appreciate it even more after watching this film and realizing you absolutely can't redo that movie in any way. I'd change zero of my opinion about the original Blair Witch. <laughs> um, that being said, as I mentioned earlier, in a vacuum, it is a superior movie to this one. Of course. By so many ways. This movie just didn't feel like it had a cohesive style because the last 20 minutes feel like a totally different movie than the... Uh, I mean, it's all like yelling, screaming, running, but, jump scares. Mm, the whole movie. I don't know. It just it felt incoherent to me. It was incoherent. Uh, okay, then I'm But I was it right. was cohesive. Um, <laughs> all right, I guess that's... A, <laughs> It was incoherently cohesive. Yes. So, Ian, do I like this? Can I try and guess? Well, the answer is no. No. Hard no. Yeah. Unfortunately, I really was, I wanted to like it. And I didn't, like, almost from the get-go, I was like, oh, I already don't like this. I have to say... It's the second best Blair Witch film I've seen <laughs> because you still yes, can't be worse true. than Blair Witch 2. <laughs> Nothing is worse, worse than Blair Witch 2. God that is damn it. garbage. This movie, you know what? It's watchable. It's definitely watchable. I watched it two days in a row and like I wasn't in pain. If, if I wasn't you upset like, about it. If you like the Blair Witch Project, watch this movie. It's it's watchable it's fine okay it's but we're I'm criticizing not saying, it because it could be so much more i'm not saying that you're gonna have a great time i think i was just more disappointed than anything that yeah. it wasn't better it didn't it it just didn't do the original film justice at all so i would say watch it don't expect to be thrilled uh the end like five minutes are like pretty Funnish, and there's a great death. Tolly's death is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, um, don't watch Blair Witch Two. Yeah, it's, don't watch yeah. Blair Witch Two ever. Just pretend go. it doesn't <laughs> just, exist, just, just like advice. everybody else does. So, so yeah, that's our Blair Witch Week. Woo. Um, you can tell us all your thoughts on Blair Witch at Do I Like This Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can find us on Instagram at Do I Like This Podcast and at the dot Ian dot James. Uh, Do I Like This Pod on Twitter. YouTube channel. Do I like this podcast? I'm a little behind in uploading episodes. I'll get them updated more. Do I like this Facebook group? Please, Do you have anything else? Please, if you have a chance um, and you like us, leave us a five-star review on Apple and a nice comment. Oh, um, um, Spotify is doing a new is, – yeah. is doing charts now. So if you subscribe to us or follow us, I don't know what the word is that they use. But just hit that little that little button. If you can find us on Fo Spotify. Right. If you can find us. You can subscribe to us. It's impossible to find podcasts on Spotify. I was going to look for one the other day that's like a big, huge podcast – and I couldn't fucking find so, it. So if you want to find us the easiest way, I have – if you go to doilikethispodcast.com, right there on the front page, there's a podcast app links. It has our Spotify link, our Apple link, all our other links. Take you right to us. Or if you're on Spotify and don't feel like going to our website because you're lazy like me, 
uh, you can just look up Frankenfish or Snow Beast because Snow Beast. <laughs> n- most people don't have podcast episodes about those, so ours pops right up. And after ours, there's no need for more. That's true. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, stay out of the woods, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.